Welcome to Board Game Impact, a podcast where we look into board, card, dice, and other game-related topics of interest, so that way you can know their potential impact for your gaming group. Today I'm looking into the game Choose Your Own Adventure, House of Danger, which is based on the books by R.A. Montgomery, and it's a cooperative adventure game by Prospero Hall, published by Z-Man Games. My name is Bruce Brown, and you can find me on Board Game Geek as Bruce Brown, and on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon, and all the other places as Board Game Impact. Choose Your Own Adventure is written from the second-person point of view, where the reader assumes the role of a protagonist and makes choices to determine the main character's actions and the plot's outcome. Yes, so as you're going through the story, you, the reader, get to make your own choices that present different challenges based on the choices you've already made, and different outcomes based on the series of choices that you made. So there's many different plots. The series was based upon a concept created by Edward Picard and originally published by Constance Capels and R.A. Montgomery's Vermont Crossroads Press as the Adventures of You series, starting with Picard's Sugarcane Island in 1976. The Choose Your Own Adventure book series, though, were published from 1979 to 1998, and published a total of 184 books in the original series. What made these stories unique is that each book was written from that second-person perspective. And as you're going through the story, you would be presented with a challenge or a choice after a couple pages of narrative. Maybe you are at a carnival. This is I'm just pulling this out of thin air to give you an example to be spoiler-free. Maybe you're at a carnival and you can choose to either A, go into the House of Mirrors by turning to page 31, or B, investigate the Ferris wheel by turning to page 15. Each choice you make will then branch the story further and further and customize the direction that may be different from how your friends experience the story, which creates a great opportunity for you to talk between friends about, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it when this happened. Like, What do you mean that happened? I never got even close to that area. I don't even know what you're talking about. So you're reading the same book with different experiences. Some of these choices, however, may leave you with the dreaded the end, which usually means you either A, completed the story and you're done, which you'll be sad about, or B, went into an inescapable, inescapable and often deadly outcome. Now, the game itself remains true to this design, and I got to say, I honestly died in about the first 10 to 15 minutes. That's not spoiler. Uh, it's just really true to the story of presenting those different things. You might lead into a deadly corner. Uh, so while you are going through the story, those hallmarks of the original book series come through very, very well into the game. So how you actually go about it is House of Danger is divided up into five chapters. Each of those chapters, you'll discover a goal that you have to complete by the end of that chapter. And then you'll actually arrive eventually, hopefully, at a card that says exactly that. You've completed the, the goal. And all the decisions that you're making, you should be trying to advance that narrative towards that goal. But how you get there, you might have no clue between the choices that you're presented with. You'll read the passages starting with the first card, and then whenever you're presented with a challenge, you simply make the choice and turn to the new card number that the story asked you to turn to. What's very nice about this, they included a single card that has the cover art uh, of the box, as well as the original book, to cover that deck of cards, so that way you can never see the stories that are coming, but they made the, the card numbers very large in the upper corner, so that way you can easily find them without getting confused. Now, what's very cool about this is that they did pull the exact art from the original book as well as all the graphics from those texts back in the day. And so you feel like you're in the 80s. You feel uh, they did a, 
a phenomenal job in staying true to the original series. So now how you win is you get you progress through those different chapters, the five of them, and then you arrive at an ending. Uh, it, there's many different endings, again, depending on the choices that you had made. So your ending may be completely different than mine, maybe completely different than your other friends. So some interesting notes about how this game plays out and how they gamified this book uh, to actually make it have a better table presence. So you, besides that deck of cards, of story cards, you have a couple other things. There's one main small game board that's the size of the box, which is relatively small. And on it, there's a track running around it, and that's called the Psychic Track. Now, the Psychic Track is paying homage to the fact that in page one of the story, you find out that you are an investigator and psychic detective. And so with that, you, you want to be a good psychic. And so the better psychic you are, the higher up on this track that you'll be. And there's different levels corresponding to the different numbers that you go up so you might be a level one psychic or a level two level three up to up to five the higher you are on that track the better things can happen to you in the game Uh, so that is a track that you want to try and boost up as much as possible that's not a spoiler the the rule book tells you exactly that now uh there's another thing that comes up and that you might be encountering challenges there's two types of challenges there's optional challenges and required challenges if you encounter a required challenge then what you need to do is you the game comes with a single die a black die with white pips and your challenge it won't tell you what you need to roll because there's one other track that's on that main small game board and that's called the danger meter the danger meter starts out at three and there's about three spaces that say three and you can make things may raise the danger throughout your play and that track goes up to six now you're using a single die a single six-sided die and guess what it has six sides so what you need to do is no matter when you encounter the challenge you look at the danger meter and the danger meter will tell you what die roll you need to roll maybe you still are low on the danger meter or have somehow lowered that and it might say that you just need to roll a three. And so you roll, and if you roll a three or higher, you automatically pass. Great, good job. Now, follow the little narrative on that sheet. Maybe you'll get to draw a clue card. Yes, there's another deck of cards, a very small deck, that says clue, and it might say draw clue 23. Now, that clue card may advance the story by showing additional narrative. It may give you an item. Uh, Maybe you were fighting something and, hey, guess what? They dropped a crowbar. And um, I haven't encountered a crowbar, uh, so this is completely spoil-free. But just to remind you, this is how you can get items in the game. Or maybe you get a premonition to increase your psychic track. Some of the different things you can do. And so what happens if you roll them below that danger number? So let's say you rolled a two or even a one. So if you rolled a two and the danger meter was at three, then you, you, you fail. Um, sometimes that challenge may say, well, raise the danger meter or lower your psychic track or both by X number and try again. Or otherwise, if it doesn't say try again or you may try again, then you're just done. You're, you don't get to do that again. Now, what's interesting is that if you roll a one, this is very similar to uh, D&D, in which if you were to roll a one on a 20-sided die, so your odds of rolling a one, and this is a lot higher, if you were to roll a one, it's essentially a critical failure. And anything you did, you just automatically fail, no matter if you added boosters to it or anything like that. Because 
this is not completely luck-based. Uh, I did say that you can get some items. Now, those items can be used to help boost. You can use a single item to help boost your challenge. And so you can add a plus one or plus two to your die roll. So you do get some dice mitigation, which is nice. So it's not completely luck-based. But that rolling a one is super powerful against you because if you used an item to help you in that fight or help you climb or help you do any of the other tasks, it's just gone. Like You have to put it in the discard pile and you'll never be able to have it again. So it is very powerful to roll that one and it hurts. But it makes sense, right? Because then you feel like you actually have a sense of loss and you have something, a stress, but the stress isn't that bad because you can keep going through the game, which I think is a phenomenal aspect of this, and that is death is incentivized. Um, yes, it is a setback, and it is nothing more than that. So when you are reading cards, after you read the card, you put it face up in the discard pile so that we know which story number, so which page number you left off on, and if you encounter a the end, then you backtrack to the most recent card that you had a choice and you go the opposite direction or choose one of the other options. But that the end will also usually have you lower your psychic level um, by X number of spots. So it does hurt because you're trying to keep that up, but it doesn't hurt that bad that actually cripples you from being able to play the game. So as you're going along, let's say you get to the end of a chapter. You've arrived, great. Now you have two choices, usually. Uh, you can either go on to the next chapter and open up a new deck of cards. Yes, so each of these decks is individually sealed depending on the chapter, which is very nice. And then open a new deck of clue cards and move the other ones to the side. Or sometimes it actually presents this little page fold. It's a green page fold in the upper corner of the card that indicates that you it'll tell you how to go back to different parts. So maybe you, let's say we're in that carnival again. And maybe you chose to explore the uh, House of Mirrors. Well, it'll then tell you, okay, if you want to explore the, go by the Ferris wheel, you can do that by turning to X page. And so that's pretty nice that you can backtrack, but there is a cost, of course. Um, to do that, usually you're increasing your danger meter by two. So it's usually making your die roll harder, which can hurt. Um, and also you may encounter things that might make things harder for you. But just because you arrived at the goal already does not mean that you can just, okay, hey, I actually don't like the path I chose. I'm just gonna, gonna go forward and I'm just gonna go to the next chapter. Well, that's too bad because you need to arrive at that danger at the goal card again. So you have to, although you've already been there, you have to find your way to it again if you had chosen to go elsewhere. Now, if your danger meter does get too high, there is a nice little built-in reset meter uh, where it'll go up past six and then it'll have you lower your psychic meter by two and then drop that danger meter down to three again, which is very nice. Um, so the impact of all of this, the table presence, it's a nice small presence. The cards even look like they're printed in the 80s. Actually, the pulp material that comes in the cards actually kind of flaked on our table a little bit. Like they were fresh off the press, but kind of those older style cards that we know from like Hero Quest and some other games. What it brought out in our players is actually kind of fun because I thought I was making a really good choice and then ends up I got a the end card. So I got laughed at by my wife uh, who I was playing with this with and laughed at by some friends who were sitting nearby. Uh, but also when you were able to conquer the thing, maybe you had to roll against that danger meter of six and you got it. You felt real good. And so that table presence and those experiences brought out a lot of fun. 
So some other things of note, although there's different outcomes based on your performance, this is really a one and done type game. But personally, for that $25 price point and the fact that you can break this down into better and more personal experiences than just going to the movie. So you have those five chapters that you can break them out like, hey, let's do one chapter a night for five days or over five weeks, however you want to do that, or in one sitting. But if you break that out, that's $5 a chapter, which is a pretty good cost for your money. Uh, but here's the other thing you can do too. You can also put those cards back in order and when you're done, you can gift that experience to a friend in your game group, uh, which is very nice. And they might want to play it by themselves because you can do this solo or play it with a, as a couple or with a couple of friends. Another thing you can also do is um, I know of people who've gone through the entire deck, um, gone through the game, and then have chosen to, you know what, I'm going to bring this to a group of friends at, at, an, at a in the house party, and I'm going to choose to be the narrator for the whole thing. I know how my story ended. Uh, I'm not going to make decisions at all. They're going to make all the decisions, but I'll be the reader and kind of gifting that experience to the other people, which is kind of a nice way to look at it. So overall, this is a very fun, it's a great story, and it's obvious that the Choose Your Own Adventure brand will come out with more stories in the future. I cannot wait for more of those because they still have another 183 stories from the original series that they can choose from. I recommend playing this at home as some louder pub environments might make it difficult to hear. And uh, the cards, if you don't, you don't really want to get things on them, so just be careful with that because this is one of those games of the cards matter but you might not use them all. Um, and I personally recommend, uh, I found the greatest joy in playing this as a two-player game where whenever you encountered a choice, you then had that other player make the decision and then they drew that the card that it instructs you to draw and then they read what happens because you know what? It's their fault or it's their success, right? Uh, so it was a very enjoyable game and I'm very glad I picked it up. Uh, that is Choose Your Own Adventure, House of Danger. It's something to look out for, and it's put out by Z-Man Games. Enjoy. Again, my name is Bruce Brown, and you can find me on Board Game Geek as Bruce Brown. Thanks again for listening to Board Game Impact. I hope that learning about what experiences are going on for us makes a positive impact for your gaming group. You can learn more about us by visiting our website, boardgameimpact.com. If you have a topic that you'd like to have discussed, please email me at boardgameimpact at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as at boardgameimpact. Uh, today's episode and all of our episodes are in thanks to our phenomenal Patreon backers for supporting the show. And if you enjoyed today's content and would like to be one of our awesome backers or PayPal donors, please visit our Patreon site or uh, just our Board Game Impact website as we would love to connect. Until next time, I hope you go out and have a positive impact on the world, but choose wisely.